Good morning. In 1981, I volunteered and was accepted to spend a year living and working in Northern Ireland at a peace and reconciliation retreat center dedicated to those to helping those most adversely affected by the violence. As many of you know, during those times, the troubles are called. There were riots, bombings, assassinations, and pretty much a total military occupation by the British Army. When I arrived, one of the first people to welcome me was one of the matriarchs in the community. And she welcomed me with these words. In Ireland, they never call men Patrick, they call him Patty. So she said, ah, Patty Doherty from America. How lovely for you to join us, and thank you for volunteering to come here. We appreciate it very much. And Patty, I will give you two pieces of advice in your stay with us. The first one, keep your mouth shut, Patty because you don't know a thing about what's going on here, even though I imagine you do. The second piece of advice, Patty, is to pour tea, and lots of it. And listen to them, Patty. The people that come here love their tea, and nobody listens to the poor and suffering. So keep your mouth shut and pour tea, Patty. (laughs) She clearly didn't know we Americans have sensitive feelings, and she should have found a better way to say that but I let it pass. Four very exhausting months later, we heard about a mom, a mother, and her two small children that were on their way up to the center from their impoverished neighborhood in IRA-controlled a part of Belfast where they had spent a harrowing night. The story we heard was that her husband had run afoul of the IRA And the family had spent the previous night locked in their bedroom as two members of the IRA came to the home and tried to break down the bedroom door to break her husband's legs to make him pay the price for what he had done wrong. Fortunately, they were not successful, but the man was now in hiding, and the mom and her two children were coming up to the center for a few days to recover. I was on night duty that night, And around 11.30, the mom showed up, and two of my fellow volunteers helped her put her sleeping children to bed. And they told her that they would stay with the children, and they would come and get her if the kids woke up. But please go down and have a cup of tea, because they knew that's what everybody in Ireland wants to do, is have a cup of tea. So the word had gotten around the center, too, about the woman and her traumatic evening the night before. And a group of moms from the kind of neighborhood she lived in, were sitting at the big round table in the main kitchen, drinking tea, smoking their cigarettes, and carrying on, and waiting to be with the woman in any way she might need. She came down and joined them, and everyone just kept on talking, smoking, laughing, having the kind of nights moms love to have up at our center. And for the next two hours, this group of women kept talking and smoking and laughing and carrying on as if there wasn't a care in the world for any one of them. I was occasionally called to refill the teapot or get some biscuits or cookies. But I really didn't know what to do there. 
I really didn't know what my place was. Everybody knew this woman was just hanging on. I didn't know if I was being intrusive. Should I just leave them to fend for themselves? I was wondering, were they waiting for me to leave? Should I go in and out? Should I pop in and out? I didn't know. And I wasn't sure. So I stayed and I kept a polite distance and a watchful eye and I let go of trying to figure out what was the right thing to do and I tried to listen. I was in that in-between place. Finally, after about two hours, there was a lull in the conversation. The first one, I think, in two hours. And in that quiet moment, one of the mums sitting next to this woman put her hand over on top of her hand and she said, love, how are you doing? The woman burst into sobs and I quietly walked out the door. What I learned that night was the value of keeping my mouth shut. 